Okay, so Shalom Aleichem. First of all, we want to welcome uh, Mayor's father. First of all, we want to welcome Mayor <laughs> and Mayor's father as well. We're happy to have you, and it's, it's been a tremendous pleasure to have you in the Kail. And uh, Rabbi Bro, thank you very much, Rabbi Bro, for giving us an amazing shear. Really appreciate Just Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I know, I know. Okay, I'm saying, Baruch You know, so this week's parsha, Parsha's Vayigash, is a very, very interesting parsha. This is the parsha where Yosef reveals himself to the brothers. Mamish, oil and Adin, there's so much that's written on the fact of the shock that the brothers had when Yosef revealed himself to them. Such a tremendous, tremendous moment. It's almost compared to what the, the reaction that we're going to feel, hopefully not, that we're going to feel when we get up to Shemayim and we, we revealed all of our previous transgressions, all the terrible averes that we've done. The same way the brothers felt that shock and that fear, Yosef, in a sense, when he revealed himself, they had that same, that same shock, that same fear. So it's much amazing, if you think about it. Yosef could have been somebody who was so antagonistic to the brothers. And yet he seems very calculated this entire time that he's testing the brothers. It's very calculated. It seems like he almost thought about it years prior, years in advance. That if ever the situation will come, this is how he's going to do it. And Yosef at Tzaddik, when he comes, when he actually reveals himself, he tells the brothers, Va'ata, now that they're in shock and they're in fear, they think that now he's going to exact retribution upon them. The Pasuk says, Va'ata, now, don't be sad. Yosef speaking to the brothers. Right? Don't be scared or to reproach yourself, to be angry at yourself. Why? Because God has sent me here to take care of you. To be a provider for you. you can imagine somebody who's pained you, somebody who's caused you such tremendous amount of pain that you're holding at a place where you're not at looking to exact attribution and anger towards that person. If anything, if anything, Yosef HaTzadik has a perspective of, I'm here because Hashem put me here. And more than that, I'm here to even take care of you. Such a tremendous, we call him the Divas Halev. Such a, a magnan, magnan, na, what's the word? Magnanimity. In the sense of being open and not looking to just even scores. To look who you can catch, who you can be angry at. It's such a perspective of Yosef HaTzadik. And even then, the, the sale of Yosef is still stuck with us. For thousands of years afterwards. Why? Because the Asar Haruge Malchus, the ten great rabbis that were killed from the Roman, from the Roman king, the Roman, the Roman government, they were, in a sense, a kapara. They were a repayal for the fact that Yosef, the, the brothers sold Yosef into slavery. But he tells them, he says, at the end of the day, I'm here to take care of you. I'm here to be with you. Move down to Eretz Move down to Goshen, the land of Goshen. Come down. Why? There's still going to be how many years left? Ki oid shanim ra'av. There's still five years left in this famine. And Pentivarish, he's a very interesting phraseology. He says, why move down here? He's giving them an argument why to move from the Eretz Canaan, which keep in mind, our family, the Shvatim, were given the land of Canaan from the Bracha. Yitzchak refused to leave. Yaakov did leave, although came back. So now they're telling him, move down to Mitzrayim, away from the original land, the, the, for, the, the, our homeland. Come to Canaan, why? Oh, come to Mitzrayim, I apologize. Why? Pentivaresh. I'll explain what that means in a second. Pentivaresh ata ubeisecha v'chol That you, your children, and everything that you have will become tivaresh. What's tivaresh? It means destitute. It means poverty. It means totally destroyed. Totally ruined. So come into the land of Goshen. Why? Because since there's five years left in the famine, five years left, God forbid, you're going to lose everything. So it sounds like from the, the Pashib Shah, when you read the simple meaning of the verse, 
it sounds like Yosef is giving an argument from a material standpoint. That the reason why we should leave Eretz Yisrael and come down and leave the land of Canaan and move down to Mitzrayim is because you're not going to have money. You're not going to be able to survive. You won't have food. But if you take a look at the Balaturim, the Balaturim says something amazing. The Balaturim says a totally different explanation as to why Yosef is giving them a reason to leave their Eretz Canaan and move down to Mitzrayim. Says the Balaturim, you read from the Balaturim, Or Rabbi Yosef Yaakov, Mutav It's better that you should come here to the land of Mitzrayim. Af leleches lechutzars, even to leave the land of Israel. Pen tivaresh, that you'll perhaps become destitute from what? Mitoraf, mitoira. That you'll become destitute from Torah. Says the Baal Turim. Ki Because you won't be able to learn if you have a famine. <laughs> the Baal Turim says this. So what is going on in the Baal Turim? The Baal Turim gives a whole different explanation as to what's going on over here. It says it's not because of material concern, although we do know if you don't have the means to learn, then you can't learn, of course. But that's not what the Balaturim is saying. He's giving explanations to why you have to leave Israel, why you have to leave the land of Israel. That because why? If since you won't be able to survive, you won't be able to learn. Because you won't be able to learn because of the famine. So wow. So first of all, the Balaturim is speaking in the words of Yosef. The Balaturim is in a sense looking and, re- and redefining what Yosef was arguing. Ar- Yosef wasn't arguing a material concern. He was arguing a spiritual concern. That the, that the spiritual, in a sense, feeds into the, no pun intended, feeds into the spiritual. It's what, it's what ma'al, it's what brings up and raises the physical. It's what it defines it. Meaning that which material concerns, material desires, is only there for the spiritual attainments. There's no point in having money. There's no point in having material concerns unless it's for the, the idea of spiritual. That's just one lesson you learn out from me. Yeah, go ahead. So why did Hashem speak to Yaakov in a dream and tell him to come down? So there, are obviously, there obviously are times. There obviously are times where a person has to leave, right? Yitzchak was going to go down and Hashem said to Yitzchak, don't go down. He had Yosef tell him to leave. He had... So you see clearly that the, that the Avos, the, their forefathers, would make decisions based off of these material concerns because the material does matter but it's only with the idea of the spiritual in mind. I mean, even Yosef, when he's arguing to the brothers to leave, he's, put, he's couching it, he's making, making, explaining it for, for spiritual concerns, not physical concerns. But well, I have a few questions on this Balaturim. I really want to kind of figure out of here. Number one, what does the Balaturim say? The, even to leave the land of Israel. Now, we know there's actually a halachic definition as to when you're allowed to leave the land of Israel. Technically, according to strict letter of the law, I don't know when, is your father going back anytime soon? Right? Is your father going back anytime soon? Oh, no. Okay, when Mashiach comes. Okay, but technically, according to the strict letter of the law, according to the strict letter of the law, a person is not allowed to leave the land of Israel except for specific reasons. And there's even definitions to how. There's, you have, first of all, a Jew is allowed to leave the land of Israel, but has to return at some point, right? It's called to temporarily leave the land of Israel. And there's a second stage of you're allowed to live outside and actually dwell outside the land of Israel. So let's take a look. The Rambam gives us a whole explanation as to exactly when. Says the Rambam, it is forbidden to leave the land of Israel. Forever. I mean, you're never allowed to leave. Unless you're going to learn Torah, or at least you should get married, or you have some type of uh, tax issue you need to deal with. You can, go at, you can go back to America, go back to Chutz deal with whatever you need to deal with. And then, says the Rambam, you have to come back right away. So what does he include in the things you have to, that you can go and come back? Torah. Torah, to learn Torah. 
But says the, says the Rambam, he continues. However, about Lishkoin, but to actually live and dwell, and to set up shop, and to really live for a long t- period outside of Israel, that's only if there's a tremendous famine that has never, has never happened to the extent that the dinar drops down to a certain amount. Real, real terrible economic situation. That to leave the land of Israel, right? To leave the land of Israel. By the way, there's all reasons why it's permitted nowadays, but I'm just giving you this, the, the, the baseline, how we understand it, and then how, it, how, it, how it's expressed in halacha today, different, more nuance. But the unnuanced understanding of it is, the Rambam says, to go to take care of, get married, get married, learn Torah, and also deal with your, some monetary issue, that's temporary. You have to get back right away. But when it comes to a tremendous famine, you're allowed to leave and actually live outside the land of Israel for a longer period of time. So uh, let's go back to the Baal term. The Baal term says, Yosef was arguing that the Shvatim should leave the land of Eretz Israel. Why? What was the reason he gave? He said, to learn Torah. But that's not, a, that's not enough of an excuse. That's only to go and come back. And guess how long the Jews stayed in Mitzrayim for? 400 years, 210 years, whatever. But the point is, we stared for, it was not just one quick thing, a four-year stay. Never came back, though, the Shvatim the themselves didn't even come back. And why is the, according to the Baal Turim, why is the argument being based off of Torah when really the strongest argument that Yosef could have made was the material argument of Arab? Because that itself is a... That in and of itself is a reason that you're allowed to even live long-term outside the land of Israel. So is the question clear? I mean, why is the, Ram, why is the Balaturin not give the reason that Yosef was arguing that brothers should leave was in order that they should survive the famine as opposed to the fact of leaving Torah, that the learning Torah is the reason unto itself. It seems to be the opposite. It seems to be that living outside the land of Israel for long-term, that's because of the famine. To go and come back and do what you need to do, that Torah, that is enough of a reason unto itself. So I want to suggest an idea. It could be a chiddush, but I think it's something that we really have to appreciate. What does it mean that the, the Baal Turim says that the Shvatim would not have learned Torah? Is it the means that they wouldn't? Seriously, you think a famine was going to stop the Shvatim, the Shifteka, these great people that we barely even the dust, Halavaya should even be the dust of the dust of the Eved that belongs to the first cousin of the Shvatim. You understand what that means? Halavaya should even be in the same sentence with these people. The kochos the, the, the and that these people had were way beyond their understanding. So when it says that they wouldn't learn, that's not true. Of course they would learn. But one could suggest their learning would have had a slight drop in learning, a slight drop in quality through the struggles and tribulations. Because you have to understand, if, we're the, if we, the descendants of those people, were willing to fight for Torah, to fight for mitzvahs in the concentration camps, you think a little famine was going to stop them? The Jewish soul is, is, un, is, is unquenchable for Torah. So you're going to tell me the Shvatim wouldn't have learned because of a famine? No. What it means is that they would have learned, but that difficulty would have impinged even slightly on their learning levels. And that's the Chiddush the Baal Turim is telling us. That even a slight drop in learning is considered so chash of enough that it's worthwhile to even live the land, leave the land of Israel. One could have learned and understood, as we mentioned previously, the Rambam says, to leave temporarily. It's like, it's like if you can't learn at all. It's like if it's a qualitative, tremendous drop of learning, it's one good teacher versus a terrible teacher in Israel, of course you go to get the better teacher outside the land of Israel. But says the Balaturim, no. Even taking the example from the Balaturim, from the Shvatim, I mean, that the Shvatim, in their little drop of learning, that was considered significant enough that even to make a drastic decision to leave the land of Israel, to leave the land of Israel entirely, that's enough of a reason, because you know, this, is the, this is the idea why. Oh, you'll say, but that's for the Shvatim, it's not for me. It's not for me in terms of the small drop of quality is so important. For me, okay, whether I learn a little bit, I learn this well, I don't learn that well. No. 
it applies to us as well. Because what we see from here is the idea that even the small spiritual attainments, we have to view them as massive as well. It's so important to view it not from the negative perspective. Oh, they're, they're greater than me. I'm not, I'm not like them. But that even our spiritual attainments are so high from the positive perspective. That our tremendous opportunities, we learn a little bit. One word of Torah, five minutes of Torah. It, you know, that op- this idea of having very black and white perspective of spirituality, of either all or nothing, not to appreciate the small attainments that we make. Sometimes I hear people say, ah, okay, I'm learning, but my reading is terrible. No, not to talk that way. To have a positive disposition about your attitude of where you're holding. To, to cont- because the truth is, negativity doesn't motivate anybody. It's a positivity that motivates. Because when you feel that you're able to and accomplished, and that, you, that when you try and you put effort, your, your efforts will have pairs, then a person's going to try even more. So you see from the Shvatim, the Shifte Ka, that even the smallest drop in Limit was Chashiv, which means even the learning of a little bit is Chashiv. If the drop of it is considered, considered so significant, then even the learning of a little bit is considered significant. You see, Mirza Hashem, we should have that tremendous opportunity to have that positive disposition of appreciating everything we have and learn it from the Shvatim. Shifte Ka. Hatzlacha Rava. Kol